Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, thanks for joining me for this episode of Paranormal Thoughts Podcast. Today, something really cool. I have an interview with a man from Texas. His name is Reverend James Jones. And we're talking about some of his experiences, some of my experiences. He's had some really interesting events. He's been contacted by insectoid beings. And he's also got some men in black stories as well. And we talk a little bit about his view of why he is contacted by these beings. And it's really, it's honestly, it's such a great interview. I'm really proud of it. We talked, we spoke for a fair bit longer than what the podcast ended up being, but just for time. You know, I just kind of cut it down to what I felt would be a good amount for just this podcast. And I definitely, we're going to catch up again, uh, probably in the new year. And we're definitely going to keep in touch. So hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks. Hey, Rev. Hey, Dylan. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Great. Oh, cool. How you doing? Oh, pretty good tonight. How you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Do you want to like tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, my name's Reverend James. Um, from uh, the central part of Texas. My dad was a farmer, and uh, he worked building dams up and down the Colorado River. And uh, before I was born, Tyne Steel was a steel worker trying to save money to build a farm and a ranch in central Texas, which is what he did. And so that was pretty much where I was born and raised at. Okay. Uh, there's a little town called Rising Star, Texas. Are you familiar with Stephenville, Texas? No. No? Yeah, there's a famous incident from around here from about 1997 where an object the size of a Walmart uh, floated over a small town wow. called Stephenville, Texas. And a, a constable witnessed it and uh, three ranchers witnessed it. And took a couple of photos of it that night, and it turned upright and uh, hovered to the southeast about eight miles an hour or so. And tracked on radar, and it, it disappeared from radar over a particular place. It's not too far from Stephenville called uh, Crawford Ranch. Yeah, right. Yeah. Wow. If you're familiar with that place, you've ever heard of it? Yeah, I have. It's been a long, long, interesting life, not living far from there, you know. So can you take me back to your first memory of having an experience? It started when I was about five years old, Dylan, I guess. Uh, my parents uh, were raising cutting horses. My dad was just starting to build his farm, you know. And uh, my family's really 
Christian and religious. You know, uh, they were Methodist, which is close to Southern Baptist. You know, they were having a party one night. I was about five years old, so I was really anxious. We didn't have a lot of guests normally, but we were having guests that evening. It actually probably wasn't four or five people besides my parents and grandmother and my brother, you know. But my bedroom was the closest to uh, the living room. And uh, I wouldn't go to sleep, you know, I was an excited little five-year-old boy. And so my mom had decided I wouldn't go to sleep. She took me to their bedroom to put me to sleep in there, and they had a queen-size bed. So to me, it was enormous, you know. Yeah. I knew as soon as my mom left, I could sneak down the hallway, and I could sneak around the corner of the doorway into the living room, and I could go watch what everybody was doing, you know. So my mom tries to put me to bed, turns around and leaves. I give it just a few seconds, you know, and scramble into the bed, going to take off down the hallway. And then my mom's back, and standing in front of the doorway in the bedroom, except she was wearing a hoodie and a cape. And my mom really didn't own a hoodie, and so I couldn't, was like, okay, what's going on? And it stepped through the doorway, and it was, kind of looked like a praying mantis. It probably five, six feet tall, but its uh, legs were in the shape of an M. It, it, it could stand up and be tall immediately, and it, it just came towards me. I started backing up the bed as fast as I could, wanted to scream, but the fear was so great, I couldn't make a sound. And so I just shuttled backwards up the bed to get away from it and grabbed the sheet and pulled it over my head as it was reaching out. And it touched my forehead and don't remember anything after that. Wow. Uh, you know, the, the rest of my life kind of went on. Uh, it hasn't really stopped even to this day, but that, that's where it started with. And I've only found probably two other stories of people that uh, had contact with an insect like that, you know, with something that looked like that. I had a photographic memory from then on. Uh, people mistook me as being smart all through school, graduated a year and a half early from a Christian school. It was just a photographic memory. You know, the first day of school, they issue your book, your school book. I could thumb through it and I uh, could right now and we're going to spend a whole year, you know, studying this textbook. We could just found uh, a woman probably about nine years younger than me. The same thing happened to her. She's about, and uh, same creature, and she had a photographic memory the rest of her life and then found a story of another guy that uh, actually he thought it was demons and became extremely religious and spent the rest of his life, you know, chasing demons before he realized what it was, was actually just, it's a creature from somewhere else mm. that visited here, you know, and, and they're doing something and I'm not sure what they are, you know. I'm not sure what they're doing, if they're just playing or if they're actually trying to do some type of scientific research. But I tell you, the area where this happened at, about 1970, it still happened today. A guy named Ronnie Dawson that lives uh, just north of where I was born and raised has seen the same creature except in the sky on an object about a quarter of a mile wide and photographed it. So that's, that's what led me to 
you know, want to tell my story, you know. Yeah. The experiences have kept happening throughout your adult life as well? Yes, yes. And are they conscious memories? Um, No, it's completely different. When I was a small child, you have to realize that I didn't uh, have any concept that it was aliens. Mm -hmm. I actually thought it was the Grim Reaper. And I couldn't figure out why the Grim Reaper was coming after a small child. I thought they would want... I was raised on cartoons that were from Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and Donald Duck and Porky Pig. And they never mentioned uh, aliens, but they mentioned the Grim Reaper. It's wearing a black hoodie and a black cape. Are you familiar with any of the Sumerian carvings? Yes. Okay. The carving of the Sumerian king in front of what looks like a leaf cutter. That's that's what it was. But back then, I, I thought it, it's just an exoskeleton and it's wearing a black hoodie and a black cape. It's the freaking Grim Reaper, you know. And so by the time I was 14, I'd figured, okay, he's not coming back for me. But I also decided that religion was a lie because religion never mentioned the Grim Reaper. Mentioned the devil Mentioned angels, mentioned all these beasts, but not one reference to the Grim Reaper. And that was the only thing I'd ever seen in my life, you know. You don't hear a lot about the insect type of beings, you know, compared to the Z-reticular grey aliens that we hear a lot of. But, yeah, definitely it's good to hear from someone who has seen this species. And as you said, you know, very few people have also encountered this. But can you tell me a little bit about your Men in Black experience? And so it wouldn't have been till about four years ago. I had a blog and I got an email from these people, citizens hearings on disclosure, and were asking me if I'd help them, that, that people don't read the mainstream media anymore. They'd rather, you know, read blogs. And so once I started watching the citizens hearings on disclosure, I was just blown away. So I created a, a wiki page and just started collecting uh videos of UFOs that I thought were, you know, probably closest uh, to real, you know, was it something fake, and created just a cheesy-ass little UFO wiki page. I'm coming home from work one day. My co-partner's riding with me. His wife's waiting to pick him up in front of my house. And a gray Impala passes by about a block before my driveway, pulls over, and as I go by, the man holds up a camera and takes a picture of me. As we pass by, it's government-exempt plates, and he just drives on off, and we pull in the driveway. My co-worker's wife gets out and says, did that man just take your picture? <laughs> okay, that's what I thought just happened as well, you know. On my Twitter account, I got followed by somebody from the National Security Agency from the NSA and somebody from the National Department of Security. One of them tried to start sharing pictures of UFOs with me, but one of them was actually a giant steel ball sitting inside a village on a trailer, and you could tell by the buildings behind it, it was obviously Russia, and there's a camera lens that's like screwed in. You can tell it's like really nice machinery work about this big around. So uh, I, I shared that on my personal Facebook page is uh, look at the nice little spy satellite that is they shared with me because <laughs> I, I don't know what the hell they were doing. And then that guy unfolded me one way, you know. My wife, uh, we're written a place. 
and it's for sale. The people that own it have it for sale. So we're moving. We've already rented someplace else, but my wife's in the garage just boxing up things, getting ready to move. Two men, black uniforms, white shirts, black ties, black fedoras, come walking up into the garage and ask her if we have a room for rent. And there's a for sale sign, and the for sale sign's actually saying the contract's closed. It's been sold. And she's, or it, she's like, no, uh, the place is for sale. And they ask her, is this the Jones place? And she's like, yes, it is. You know, can I help you? And they were like, can we, would you mind if we look around? Well, that morning before I went to work, I'd left a, a picture from NASA of a moon IO. It was a large, high-definition picture. And I left it open because uh, my coworker, we were sharing a ride together. When he showed up, I wanted to show him the image because it's, if you've ever seen a full picture of the planet Io, the moon Io, it's all yellow and has green and black circles in it. That was the only thing they were interested in. Interesting. But when I got home, my wife was in tears. And it's because uh, both of the men look like me and my older brother, except when I was about 25 years old. And she thought it was us. And it just, it, it kind of, it freaked her out for a while, you know, for several days. And I don't know what that means either, Dylan, but, and I'm not, I'm not trying to, I don't know what any of it means. I'm not trying to, I'm just telling you what's happened to me in my, you know, I'm 53 now. And this, it, I had a, 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 these, when these people from the uh, Citizens Hearings on Disclosure, you know, it, it sent me an email. Hey, would you share our story? People don't read the mainstream news anymore. They read blogs. You got a blog. It probably wasn't two years after that before I'd seen enough, found enough things on the Internet that I had. You actually have a mental breakdown once it hit me that, oh, my God, that's what the fuck that was. It was it was a contact event. It's somebody that they fucked with my DNA. They fucked with my blood. I'm uh, O negative. Yeah. Blonde hair. My hair was snow white up until I was about six years old and it started turning blonde. It got darker as I got older, but that's just, you know, how can. I don't know. Wow, that's pretty intense. Can you tell me any other experiences you remember? Well, when I was about nine, me and a friend of mine were uh, playing in his yard and it was just getting dark. And we were playing tag, and I was it. And I started to scramble up a cherry tree, and I saw a light in the sky. And he was chasing me up the tree. And when I stopped and started watching it, uh, Brad stopped too. And it was just this orb, kind of reddish, but it was orange-colored reddish. And, you know, the color doesn't really fit what uh, lights that we're used to seeing, you know. But it was just floating by, and it, it, it's... It was like it was playing around. Back then, the wonderful world of Disney used to be on, and it started with Tinkerbell, you know, flying around. And that's what it reminded me of. It was just playing, this just orb in the sky. And then it just shot off and disappeared off the horizon, and then it came right back, and then it shot off to the north. And then we saw a bunch of lights flashing to the southeast, and then another bunch of lights flashing, and that second bunch of lights lit up enough we could see that it was a small parachute with a flare hanging down then another one went off another one went off 
then we could see the belly of a B-52 flying fortress flying super low over what would have been where my dad's branch was. And so me and Brad turn around to go run in the house and, hey, there's a UFO and uh, the military's flying over our ranch. We got met by my dad and his dad coming out the front door, didn't want to listen to us, didn't have time. Our neighbors called them and my dad's cutting horses had actually jumped the stalls they were in and were out in the highway in front of the house. Wow. And we were just little kids and they didn't want to hear our story, you know. But that had been my second experience, you know. I, I didn't relate the two, seeing the orb with, you know, with something coming into my room, you know. I'm pretty sure whatever it was it took me, once it touched me on the temple, it, it, but I didn't see any small grays. I didn't see any Nordics. I didn't see anything that, you know, class, classically observed. It was a, it was an insect, and it was, I know what the hoodie and the cape were for. It could crouch down. It's in the middle of nowhere, Texas. That was the same thing as being in the middle of nowhere, Afghanistan right now. You know, there ain't nine people for 50 miles, you know. They could crouch down and nobody would, you know, see it very easily. But uh, so by the time I was about 14, uh, I had a hardship driver's license. My dad was owned like about three combines and several grain trucks. And we'd have to travel around country harvesting grain, you know. And so uh, my grandmother had a car. And she was too scared to drive it. And a couple of friends of mine knew that I had access to this car. And they discovered from older teenage boys that there was a beer store about 30 miles down a bunch of dirt roads. And the old man didn't card anybody. He couldn't see. So he couldn't tell anybody who was. So I took them. And that was, our, that was our first. We would make beer store runs, you know, the rest of my teenage years. But. From the time I was 14 on, we could go buy beer. So this was the first night we had done that. We're on our way back. I peaked the top of a mountain that's about 70 feet high, and it's a really steep slope down it, and it's just a rock road. And I'm doing like 70 miles an hour in my grandmother's car, and I realized that's too fast and slim on the brakes. And at the bottom of the hill, there's a T in the road, and I need to turn there. I need to make a left there. The windshield went completely black, and a bird with a wingspan of 11 feet long passed straight over the front windshield and the top of the car and landed at the T in the road. And it was an owl about four feet tall. And I'd already slammed on the brakes. And as the car came to a stop, the owl turned around, spun its head completely 180 degrees around, and looked at all three of us. My buddies freak out. What the fuck is that? (laughs) We all get out of the car. The owl turns its head back around 180 degrees and takes off. I discovered about two years ago, there's no such thing as an owl that's four feet tall with a wingspan that's 11 feet wide. It's, It's interesting you mention an owl. I've been doing a lot of research in the last few months about owls and um, UFO abductees. And I'm reading a book on it at the moment. Do you know much about screen memories? Screen memories? Yes. Yes. No. So that's where, well, it's kind of where you have a um, memory and rather than remembering exactly what happened, um, 
some of that memory gets a bit distorted and something gets swapped out. So as if that owl could have potentially been something else. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because um, a lot of people have that exact same yeah. experience of a four-foot owl or with a huge wingspan, yeah. uh, especially on the side of the road flying near their car. But Being a country kid, I should have known that an owl that size doesn't exist. Yeah. But I literally didn't research it till about two years ago. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what I believe went on was that there was a something happened and that's what I remember was just an owl that couldn't exist landed in front of the road in front of us mm. and what was just a few seconds was probably, you know, probably much longer, you know. I'm I'm, I'm sure it was. I was just going to ask, yeah. have you ever seeked out any hypnosis or anything like that? Have you any regrets? I've, I've got a woman that's willing to do it right now. But uh, she wants $100 to do it, and I don't know if I have the nerve or the money to, to uh, but yes, I want to. Yeah. And if, if I do it, uh, could we record it for the podcast? Definitely. Okay. Okay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So, because all of your contact has been with these insect beings, um, do you think that that species uh, is here for it? They're contacting you for a different reason, you know, compared to the greys or any other? They gave me, the only other people I found was only two other people. And like I say, one of them, I could just read his story. I never, somebody just shared his story with me and there was no way to link back to him to find him. And he became very religious and was seeking out demons because that, that's what he thought it was. To me, it was proof that there was no such thing as demons. 
I thought it was the Grim fucking Reaper. It's wearing a black hoodie and a black robe. And, and once I saw the Sumerian carving of the king with the insect bigger than him, and I, it was the same thing. Yeah. And and so it's just it's because they have an exoskeleton, and you can watch their ligaments move and they move. Instead of fingers, you got you know a whole bunch of little. It, it's just it's too much to describe. But that's what you know. That's what they look like, and that's what they. And of course, you know, we know in our history that there were dragonflies seven feet long. That was some of the first creatures that we found, you know, before dinosaurs existed or any of that. Wells, and so you have you have to follow the natural progression of evolution and realize that intelligence happened over and over again. Intelligence and life probably is not the point of evolution. A big bang occurred, which is like an explosion. So bam, and it's vibrating all the molecules of space around it. Well, as that that explosion happens, it slows down, and the vibration of those molecules slow down. Well, they're slowing down because the energy's getting used up and turning into thermal energy, heat, light, particles of dust. Well, we as humans are doing the same thing. We're just trying to use up that energy and slow down the particle, slow down the wave. And that's all we're doing. And we think it's life, and we think it's the point of everything, but it's not. Whether intelligent life exists or or life that's even conscious of itself exists, the universe does not care. It was just slowing down. It's the slowing down of the particles, the vibrational state, as a big bang until it reaches a calm enough state again. And then once it's calm enough, that ultimate vacuum that we observe as black holes, but much bigger than the entire universe's scale, collapses again. And that's probably what's going on. But, I, you know, that that's just my own personal thoughts. But I, I think... Uh, I think maybe somebody from somewhere else fuck with me to you <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> yes, you give me that outlook. <laughs> give me that outlook, yes sir. Yes, sir. I know people that see greys and it's happening in Africa and Australia and the United States. The the greys are telling them you're screwing up your atmosphere, you know, you're screwing up your environment, you're you're gonna cause a you know until I get hypnotized and see what you know, do some regression therapy and see what happened. That, that's what I think they were telling me is uh, you just being you and being alive and aware of yourself wasn't the point. So, you know, you should probably be thankful for it, I would think, that, yeah. that you got to experience this, you know. But I, I could be wrong. And but you have to realize, you, you do know that how old the Earth is, 4.2 to 4.7 billion years old, and mankind's 200 million years old. Hmm. That's not even a quarter of a billion That's years right. old. And so the Earth's had enough time. As a, as a matter of fact, if, if you went to the NSA.gov website, went to their Freedom of Information Act files, you would find out they'd been sued before and are forced to release about 20 or so files. And one of those is called SOM 1 01, and it's called Special Operations Manual 1 01. And it was released by the Military Intelligence Bureau. And that's where the acronym MIB was actually born. Oh, okay. And it's a training manual from 1970. It pretty much explains that uh, life on Earth 
after the oceans on the land ran in this sequence. Insects, reptiles, and mammals. We are the first intelligent mammals. There's been enough time for insects to evolve seven, eight, nine, ten, a dozen intelligent civilizations died and washed away. The reptiles to do the same thing died and washed away before we ever, as mammals, even came into the picture. And then it starts teaching them about if you ever have a contact event. Draw a circle on the ground as fast as you can and then draw three egg-shaped circles around that and draw a circle in the third circle and point to that so they understand you know where you're at around your own star because they've been observed holding fish and birds and watching them flander around until they died. They only respect intelligence. They don't have emotions. And so if they don't think you're intelligent enough, then you're just an animal to them. I thought that was really prophetic to be. Uh, I got I got the that file I got actually from Holloman Air Force Base's Freedom of Information Act file is where I actually got that from. Then I found that the Dallas FBI had it listed as a bogus file that was found at a Denver airport. But then the NSA has it as a file that was required to be released under a lawsuit like in 2006 as a Freedom of Information Act file. So I just found all that really interesting. Yeah, definitely. Have you had any synchronicities in your life that kind of goes back to these experiences? Uh, The number three. Okay. I wake up at 3.33 a.m., I'm married and have one daughter, so there's always three of us. My daughter has her significant other, and now their baby, there's just three of them. It's always been three. Uh, and the owls, the one common thing that was always there. I don't know, about 18 months, uh, 20 months ago, guy I'm working with, hillbilly, wants to be tough. Uh, Mr. Macho Guy doesn't believe in anything paranormal. Comes to work one morning and says that his top of his desk broke and his computer, keyboard, mouse, monitor sitting on the floor. His TV stand's got a big screen TV. This is all in his bedroom. Broke, sitting on the floor, straight up, hasn't broke. And then everything on his nightstand's laying on the floor, including his uh, iPhone. It's broke. And just as a joke, I ask him, did you see any owls? He stops and looks at me dead serious and says, I took a picture of an owl outside my bedroom window as soon as I got home, but I broke my phone so I can't show it to you. Oh, and I just <laughs> like, okay, cool. <laughs> okay, next day he comes to work and he's just blaming it on all its cheap furniture. That broke. And it's like so. Drop your computer, your big screen TV, your your everything electronics on the floor, and everything electronic was sitting on on broke. And as soon as you walked into your bedroom, there was an owl sitting outside your bedroom window on a fence, and you took a picture of it. That's it's like. That's, that's, but there's been a not far from where he lives. There was a MUFON report from probably like last August of a family from Illinois that rented a cabin in the Ozarks 
of Arkansas is where we live. And they probably weren't 20 miles from where this guy was. Our seven-year-old son sat in the basement playing video games. And the basement's ground level downstairs, you know, facing out towards the south. Mom and Dad's up on the upper deck. They spot a light in the sky. And it's three white orbs, and they're circling a golden triangle that's translucent and spinning. And the wife points it out to the husband. Can't believe what they're seeing. He runs in to go get a cell phone, take a picture of it. Boy downstairs starts screaming. Grabs the cell phone, heads downstairs, grabs the boy, what's wrong? And he's pointing at the window. Dad takes a picture of the window. There's a creature peeking through the window. Grabs the boy, runs upstairs. His wife's standing in the living room and he snaps another picture. Same thing that's in the sky. These three white orbs around a translucent triangle pyramid that's spinning is hovering over the coffee table in the cabin but it's only about three feet in diameter. He snaps a picture of it. This is a MUFON report, you know. Grabs everything, get in the car, head back to Illinois that night and want their money back. And report it as a MUFON event. And, and that has nothing to do with anything that happened in my life. That's just things that happened near here, yeah. you know. Do you keep up with MUFON? Yeah, yeah, I look into it pretty regularly, yeah. Okay. But uh, I guess my interest is really about um, contactees and abductees rather than, you know, just um, yeah. sightings. But um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's where I mostly do my research. But of course, yeah, I'm sort of across all of it. Okay, okay. I, I, I'm his wife. I could tell you about my <laughs> contactee event besides <laughs> the weirdos that came into my garage yeah definitely it would it was a very stressful time because our grandbaby was in uh, arkansas children's hospital she was only born she weighed one pound 13 ounces okay so yeah, I, that did happen. I spent five months up there with her and i started to notice that there were a lot of rh negative births there that's all I'm going to say about that is there yeah, were a lot. And it seemed like a Stepford wife kind of event. It's like all these babies were super, super taken so care of. My daughter was only two and a half months pregnant. Yeah, she weighed and one pound 13 She ounces. called me and said, Dad, I'm in the hospital. I just gave birth. And so I knew, okay, you know, so I had to show up at her work. And tell and, me. And tell her, uh, Kara just had the baby. And so she started bawling because she knew she's two and a half months pregnant, you know. I had to go to work. A large Chinook helicopter, used to be a military helicopter, is now a hospital helicopter. Flew the baby from here to Little Rock, Arkansas. My wife and my daughter take off the next morning and go down there. I have to go to work that day. As soon as I get home from work, I come in, take my boots off, open a beer, open up Facebook to talk to them on Facebook Messenger, take a drink of beer, trying to figure out what am I going to say, oh my God, my daughter's going to lose her baby. She messaged me and said, uh, Kara hasn't got to hold her yet. I reached down and stopped unlacing my boots and I look up and I replied, she will. But I hadn't touched the keyboard. I did not, I didn't know how to get that across to them that I've never been hacked on Facebook, my Yahoo Mail, my Google. I've never been hacked. And somebody replied, she will, on my Facebook Messenger. 
And I've got no proof. I screenshot it right then and kept it. But it's, I looked up. I haven't touched the keyboard. It, it was like what, one of those it, balloon messages. It was white. It never got it received or anything. It was okay. just white. I've been interested in, you know, the paranormal for like as long as I kind of can remember. Okay. Um, and so I just sort of decided to, you know, just start recording a bit of a podcast just just kind of for myself, you know. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and sort of as I like mentioned earlier, um, a few months ago, I started looking into like synchronicities and alien abduction. Because um, yeah. I just, from what, from like all my research, there just seems to be a lot of, you know, as even you just said, you know, with the number three and everything like that, there's a lot yeah. of these ties and kind of connections. And then I came across Mike Cleland, whose book I'm just reading at the moment, which is titled um, The Messengers. So it's about owls, synchronicity and alien abduction. Okay. And I know the messengers. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't understand what the owls have to do with it, but they they're they're there. Yeah, and then so when I came across that, I I didn't really have any experience of my own other than um my mum had some, but only to do with like death, like um her brother passed, and then an owl like came and visited her every night for about a week, like landed in the same place, and she was the only okay. one who could go out and kind of talk to it. Um, so other than that, I had no sort of, um, personal experience, but for whatever reason, I was like really connected to the topic. I just felt like really, I don't know. It's just, it's sort of one of the, one of those awakening moments where you're not sure why, but it just kind of made sense. But until about not even a month ago, um, I, I work late sometimes at a radio station. So I was coming home, it was like one in the morning and, um, I have a I have like an older stereo in my car, so I burn CDs for everything I want to listen to. So I burn podcasts, and I don't usually write the the title of the podcast on the CD just because I'm usually in a bit of a rush. So you know, I just kind yeah. of I just know it's a podcast. I'm going to listen to it once, and I'll probably just throw it out. But uh, for whatever yeah. reason, I wrote the title on one of them, and it was just titled "Aliens in the Backyard," which was a uh, a book by Robin Trish McGregor, and yeah. I'd listened to that podcast quite some months earlier on in the year. Um, and for whatever reason, I was just kind of like looking through a bunch of my CDs and thought, I really want to have a listen to this. But I didn't remember any of the content on it. I just remember that it was about a book pretty much. So I put it on and they, they mentioned that the book is about synchronicity. And then I remembered that that was the podcast that I listened to all those months ago that got me interested in synchronicity and alien abduction. So that's kind of where I first... That's what first got me into the whole uh, research process. But I completely forgotten where yeah. I actually where that came from because I was even thinking just like a little bit earlier that I wasn't sure where it kind of came from. This whole research and everything like that. It was just it was like a moment. As I said, it was kind of like that moment where it just clicks. But I didn't remember how I got to exactly where I was. But mm. anyway, so I'm driving home and I'm like, oh, it's kind of weird that I've just I've managed to put this on. This was the podcast got me interested. I mean, I'm just on the way home thinking about synchronicities and like synchronicities in my life and owls, obviously, and like abduction. And then probably in the last sort of 10 minutes of the drive home, I start to think about, well, what if I've had an experience, you know, just because I've been so interested for so long. Um, but if I had 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 any sort of experience, I'd have no recollection. And then I'm about like 30 seconds from like my house where I'm about to turn off. 
And um, I'm really tired as well because it's like by this time, one thirty in the morning. I'm not looking around, just really wanting to get home. And then I see out of the corner of my eye an owl sitting on um, a street sign. And owls are not common by any means, like in the area I live. Um, yeah, so I pull over and I get out of the car and I go and like stand by this owl. And we're just kind of like, I'm just looking at it. It's looking at me for, you know, a couple minutes and then it sort of just flies off into some trees. And I was like, oh, that was kind of weird. Like, you know, I've never seen an owl where I've been living. So then I get in my car and sort of drive back home. And then I sort of put it together that I was listening to the podcast that led me to the whole synchronicity research and owls. And then just before seeing that owl, I was thinking about if I potentially had any abduction experiences. And then seeing an owl right after that, how all those events yeah. kind of lined up as a synchronicity. Yeah. So that kind of started like, that was a little bit of like a moment of like, maybe there's something more to this. Yeah. yeah. And then over the next few days, just a few weird things happened. I was about to ask, you know, what do you specifically mean by synchronicity? Because I just... L, L jewelry, L pottery. Elves are becoming a trend. Um, We're in the middle of Arkansas yeah. and elves are becoming... They're, I could show you government websites that have an owl yeah. as they're here in the U.S. So you're that more have in, interested in the coincidence. And I have to tell you, I kind of have a little thing going on. You probably did have an experience. I can tell just by your, like, um, from knowing him as long as I've known yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. You probably did have an experience. You just don't remember it. Owls are your way of remembering it because yeah. I look at you and your kind of mannerisms, and I've known him for plus twenty oh, years. Oh, listen to her. Yeah, no bullcrap. No, uh, yeah, I don't know what the owls have to no, do with it. No. It's like some kind of probe. Then the yeah. owls are just probes that are trying to hide. You yeah. know? Yeah, potentially it's. There's so many different... Um, They're checking up on you guys. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, it, it might not be biological, but emotional or whatever the hell they're doing. You know, we don't have a clue, but yeah. they're, they're like some kind of probe that, that's... Uh, watching and... Yeah, watching. Yeah, just watching. I have to say that after that, I saw that movie, The Fourth Kind, and even before that a little bit, we'd had the owl thing. But after I saw it, it seems like... Every TV show or anything that I had seen had some kind of out. Yeah, you wouldn't believe how much they show up now yeah. in government yeah. websites. You know, it's, it's just a, weird. It's, yeah, it is. It's unreal. So we have to pay attention to the owls. Yeah, well, maybe we'll leave it there for now, but we'll definitely um, catch up, I think, sometime okay. soon and talk some more because that would be really good. I want to hear more, yeah. for sure, you know, but... But now this is really good. It's great to talk to people who are really, you know, switched on to this stuff. You know, it's refreshing. Yeah, it's nice to meet somebody like you that's only 20 years old and switched on. That, that's, switched on, that's the that's word. The truth. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you, Dylan. Awesome. Thanks for that. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. 